It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show, the place where you get all of the best stuff on the planet delivered to you with fun, common sense, craziness, where nothing is off limits. We are in the mothership that is Studio 22, as always, taking you into the places you want to go, diving into the subjects that nobody wants to talk about and giving you a perspective that no one else will. The BS is getting deep. My friend Jennings is sitting here in the hot seat looking dapper, having a drink. What are you drinking? Party time, Mom. Party time, Mom. Uh, This is uh, the the Kentucky, or the, not Kentucky, the the TX uh, bourbon. Uh, The TX bourbon. TX bourbon. Not too shabby. But distilled right here in Fort Worth, Texas. So, well, we're not in Fort Worth, Texas. Right, right, right there. Right over there in Fort Worth, Texas. Anyway. And uh, I want everybody to go to watchchad.com. Check it out. We got some new merch coming out. It's gonna, merchandise is going to be coming out, the whole deal, new merch store. And uh, we've got some awesome, cool stuff that you're going to want, especially if you're a supporter of the Chad Prather Show, because we're going to have some stuff that represents Studio 22 and everything we're doing in here. You need a merch line, Jennings. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm yeah. working on it. Yeah. Did that woman ever get that tattoo of you on her butt? Oh, you know, I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm now encouraging everybody who's gotten a tattoo of me on their butt to get a matching tattoo oh. on the other side of also of me. Send- <laughs> so that it works they in profile, do like the, too. Kind of a yin-yang type thing. Exactly. Like, a, you know, like, like the dark and the white. Yeah. They all intertwine. Like the, It could be like the masks of the theater. You know, one's Ooh. crying and one's happy. They <laughs> like could that. put one of each on their ass. Like like With left cheek name. is sad and right cheek white, is happy. I mean, white Jennings and a black Jennings. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a white Jennings <laughs> and the black Jennings. That's it. I like that. Yeah. I don't know that I can handle a black Jennings. I just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the, the problem is that I would probably end up being, I, I'd be like, I'd try to do it. And then I would, I would end up sounding like Bill Cosby or something. <laughs> you see, you put the drink in the You got to put a pill in the pudding. I wouldn't make a good black man. Oh my gosh. Hey guys, you know, the Amazon Capital One data breach just hit 106 million of us had our names, home addresses, banking information exposed. That's right. Forget credit card theft. You are at a far greater risk with home title fraud. What's title fraud? Well, it's a rampant thing that's going on these days because identity thieves have figured out that they can get your title and your mortgage information on your home from the Internet. That's right. They just go online and they find it. Their big payday comes by forging your name off your home title so it appears they own your home. Scary, isn't it? They are going to then borrow all your equity till it's gone. Forget your insurance, your bank, your identity theft program. They don't touch this. Home Title Lock does. And they do it by locking down your home's online title and mortgage. That's right. Time to make serious things a very big secret. The first 60 days after crimes like the Amazon server, Capital One breach are crucial. So here's what I did. I got you 60 risk-free days of home title lock protection. And you can claim those 60 risk-free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com and enter your home address to see if you're already a victim. HomeTitleLock.com. Go there right now.
Hey, go over to blazetv.com slash humor. Use promo code Chad. Get your first month free. And also, you get it for less when you use promo code Chad. So go do that right now. If you're missing out, you're missing out. And we don't like that. And also, go to where you can rate and review this podcast, where podcasts are delivered and offered. And give us a five-star rating. That's all we take. That's what we're worth. And that's what we deserve. We don't believe in less than five stars. Leave a good review. If you want to do that on a mobile device, go to Apple Podcasts. Just scroll, 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 scroll on the show page till you can't get any more shows. And it'll down at the bottom. It'll give you a place to rate and review. So come on. Party foul, Steve. Party time, Mom. In the peanut gallery. In the peanut That's gallery. That's what I do. We're going to Ireland in November. Yes, we are. People can go with us. Yes, they can. Really? Yeah, you can go to watchchad.com. You can look at my tour schedule, but you can also, we've got a link uh, for people who want to sign up and go with us. We've got a bunch of Texas music artists that are going to go. Mark McKinney, Bree Bagwell, Sarah Hobbs. A uh, ton of people that are Randy just, Brown, yeah, Randy Steve Brown's Helms. gone, Steve Helms is gone. It's just going to be a party time, Mom, in Ireland. So it'll be my second trip to Ireland this year, and I'm, I love Ireland. I, I could go there, honestly, Jennings, I could go to Ireland and just not come back. Uh, I, I know quite a few people who'd like that, actually. Me not coming back. That's fantastic. <laughs> what are the dates on the Ireland trip? Uh, November 9, 9 through 15, 14, 15, something like that. Uh, I'm going to look a couple of days early, so I'm not staying for the entire music portion of the first half of the week because then I've got an event in Spokane, Washington. So I've got to fly from Ireland to Washington, the other side of the planet. Anyway, um, yeah, I could live over there. Yeah. I mean, the food, eh. Something to be desired, but I like Irish stew. Like I could what's, live off. What's of in an Irish stew? I've I've, uh, I've never been. Meat and potatoes. Mutton. <laughs> That's so foreign. I I don't understand Guinness. how you could like that. And yeah, Guinness. <laughs> meat and, and the Guinness over there is way better than the Guinness here. James okay. and whiskey. It's it it's. I, you know, somebody saying, told me a long time ago. It's not ago, saying a lot, but yeah. But yeah. the whiskeys over there that you can get, like you can get, like I'm not a Bushmills whiskey drinker, mm-hmm. but they have they have a, a a pretty expensive Bushmills you can get over there that's good. Mm. But I love the yellow spot and the red spot whiskeys. I love the. Of course, I love Jameson. And I love that Jameson has now come out with all the cask mate whiskeys. Yeah. Um. You know, everybody's used to seeing. I always keep it close. Did I lose it? No, there it is. Whoa! I just bounced it off of Eisenhower's head. <laughs> I did. You have Eisenhower? Oh, sure enough. Yeah, I just bounced it off of Eisenhower's head. There we go. Party time, Mom! You didn't learn from last time. Everybody knows about the you know Jameson whiskey is good stuff. It's simple. It's easy. It's, it's always easy to get. And it sounds like a commercial. It's not. I'm making a point. $28 a bottle, but they came out with the cask mates where they have different ones that were, you know, that were stored and aged in, in a different type of they cask. They live up their game. And black barrel is good stuff. Oh, I like that idea. It's good stuff. The black barrel whiskey, the cask mates. So come on, go to Ireland with us. I'll like have a whiskey a cask, with you. I, like, uh, they put bodies in or what? Not a casket. That's <laughs> oh. a casket. Oh, okay. okay. That's a whole other thing there. What's your hat joke? Huh? Oh, Oh no! It's, 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 you can't it tell it on do, air. No, I can. It's. Uh, I've decided that if I'm going to wear this thing, uh, I need to have a, a an alter ego to go with it. And uh, since I'm, you know, in Texas now, I figured maybe I just drop my voice a little bit and kind of slur my words just a little and do a little. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to be <laughs> Fat Hugh McConaughey. Yeah. That, yeah, get you a Lincoln. You could drive a Lincoln. <laughs> That's right. You roll your boogers in your finger. You ever yeah. notice how he's always rolling a booger just, while he's driving the Lincoln? He's just, yeah. Oh, that's old Cyrus. Just working to and, try to uh, avoid that Dallas Buyers Club all right, stuff. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, 
anyway, special K, special Keith is over there in the peanut gallery as well. Special K. Special Keith. Whatever you want to, if you offer me drink, every you can time have I'm booze. Wondering you know what the booze is? I thought you were getting the booze before the episode. Part time off. The uh, man that drives the mothership, of course, the puppet master himself, Mark, is sitting over there Ooh. at the helm driving this thing. And Candice is going to play Candice, queen of the Ethiopians, is going to play a very critical part in today's episode. <laughs> as we're going to take some topics, if you, many of you used to watch Highballs with Heaton, uh, we used to have the special episode where Heaton and I would basically get inebriated and discuss and debate topics. And we had a good time. And then and then um, something happened to Heaton. I don't know. Just boom, he disappeared like Thanos snapped his fingers. He, he died. And there was no more... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think he was a hologram all along. Oh, he might not he be just real. Got shut off. He He's might a not time be real. traveler, and he yeah. just went on to another dimension. Now. Somebody rebooted him. He's in another. He's in an alternate Chad Prather universe. This is the. This is the. This is not Marvel universe. It's the Chad Prather universe. Just mm. so y'all know. <sighs> Where it's like daiquiris with Chad. Like that's his. That's the show in the that's alternate gay. universe. I know. It's that's so what gay. I'm saying. <laughs> alternate universe, man. Could be anything. I had a daiquiri recently. I was out at the pool. I believe it. Yeah. You know what I had in in, uh, Hawaii that I I, either I had never had before? If you say gay sex. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but I have a great joke about that, too. Time Uh, stamp. Time stamp. No. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I had uh, Mai Tais. I had never had. If I'd had a Mai Tai, it must have been terrible. I didn't remember it. And... uh, they were. I, I must have drank about fifteen Dr. Yeah. Peppers. <laughs> maybe they were so good. That's why you didn't remember. Maybe, them. maybe. I came back and I ordered a my. I was with you. We were out at dinner. You sure did. At the ordered ranch. a mai tai. It was terrible. So, I, yeah. I, I guess I can only drink them there. Hawaii. Ever tell you the story about my grandmother? She went to Hawaii on a trip, and for the last fifteen years of her life, we had to hear about her trip to Hawaii. <laughs> wait a minute, yeah, so, wait a minute. That's what my grandmother said. How are you? Well, Georgia oh, women. I mean, there you know, it is, man. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? <laughs> I thought it was just my nana. No, no. no. My mama. Your nana, my mama. So, yeah. <laughs> how are you? All right. So, back what we used to do. We used to pick the topics. Well, we don't want to let some good topics go to waste. And uh, Candace is, you know, she's the one who's the brains behind that operation. She always picked good topics. So she said, hey, let's revisit some of the topics. We don't have to debate them, but we can discuss our opinions on them because, of course, you all agree with me on everything. Of course. So it's fantastic when everybody just gets along. Should I should I pretend to be Heaton and just kind of no, generally be nervous? Please don't. <laughs> yeah, like when I said gay sex, he would have yeah. gotten up and walked off. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I love defending Heaton. He's a good man. Making him nervous. I've been friends with Andrew Heaton for 18 years this year. Yeah. 18 years. He's, he's my, probably my Heaton closest eight friend. Yeah. It's about the same. About the same. Yeah. Like I learned everything. You get, yeah. Pretty much. You get all the goods uh, in the first three months and then you're like, uh, forever after. Round one, Candice. <laughs> I want you to give us something good. I like the implementing of the helmet. I think it works a little bit better. It does. Okay. So um, if babies are considered innocent... When do people cease to be innocent? So when does that line cross over? Mm. If babies are considered to be innocent, yes. At what when point? do people cease to be innocent? Yeah. Are we talking about in the eyes of God? Are we talking about it, innocence in the eyes of man in terms of being oh, an innocent be little baby? It could be both. Is there a difference? 
Yeah. I think I, it's I think it's the first time you see the I don't the, think the those DVD. little heathens are innocent at all. I think it's the first time you see the DVD of uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights? Pretty sure that's when it goes away. <laughs> you keep that on. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a whole new world that opens up to you. <laughs> that or find Dad's stash uh, <laughs> under, you know, underneath the bed. But, no, I don't think babies are innocent at all. I think they're little heathens. I think they're little monsters. I are think you, they're rebellious. A, I think they come out of the mother's womb headed straight to hell. That's why they just fall right out. Gravity pulls them down. I don't think I, I – <laughs> I don't think you believe that. Are um, you are you are you a proponent of original sin? I am a proponent of uh, um, predestination. Mm-hmm. I am a proponent of reformed theology. I believe in total depravity. I believe that people are born in sin, and I believe now is there an as people want to call it that age of accountability? Is there an, maybe? Yeah, sure, probably. I believe that. Why not? I'm getting a very uh, Augustine of Hippo circa AD 300 vibe from you. Yeah, and very, yeah. very, very 1565 John Calvin. Uh, yeah. So it's, <laughs> That's it's, true. Um, That's true. So, yeah, I, I uh, you know, is there, I, I think that, um, I think that if we're going to talk about it from the perspective of God, my my point of reference is going to be from the Bible, you know, that talks about training a child up in the way they should go, which mm-hmm. I think is you're talking about as a child. It's time as soon as they have any sense of you should train them in the way they should go. The way they should go, of course, is I think if you're taking the whole constitution of Scripture would be the path of righteousness, which is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, I think that you have both a a predetermined thing that is out of our control when it comes to sovereignty. But I also think that it is, we have a personal responsibility, whether it's with our children, even with our own souls, we've got to, we've got to take responsibility. Uh, You know, I have people all the time who say, well, age 12 or age 13, because back then, you know, the Jewish bar mitzvah, that was when they became the son of the covenants and things like that. And that was when they kind of became consecrated to God well, there's nothing to prove that. I mean, there's there's no proof sure. text to show that. It's, that's an yeah. assumption that all of a sudden now you're. <laughs> I mean, how do you put a marker on that when that time is? Yeah, I, I, I mean, think it's just, different for know, everyone. I don't think there's a set time for anything. Yeah. So are they innocent? No, I don't think anyone is innocent. I think I think we are we are sons of Adam in that regard. Again, if we're talking biblically, if we're talking spiritually, then the, then the proof of Scripture is going to say that we're sons of Adam, and we have a responsibility to. So, are they innocent? Eh. Yes, <clears throat> by man's standard, yes, they haven't they haven't done anything wrong to anybody. So, you know, their lives should be defended. They should be guarded. I'm you, as anyone knows, I'm a huge proponent of defending life and. I believe life begins at conception. That's why I'm a Texan, because I was conceived in Dallas. My parents did a dirty thing in a horrible place. <laughs> and But I was a human being. I, my, yeah. that, my, the, the, the DNA and RNA of my entire blueprint for life was imprinted as soon as my father's sperm impregnated my mother's egg. There you go. I, and, I and feel like we, we need more detail. <laughs> Right over there, off getting of, quite enough. Right over here, off of Valley View Lane. <laughs> right over here, right around the corner, off Valley View. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, can I give you the uh, uh, the Eastern Orthodox Christian perspective on this? I've been waiting all day. All right. Well, so um, uh, sorry. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, from from that perspective, um, I think that that you would look at it more like uh, we are all born. Um, under the consequences of sinfulness, but not necessarily guilty of sinfulness. And mm-hmm. I think that it's probably 
I, I wouldn't call it arbitrary, but it's probably something be, like where you start to no longer be innocent. Um, first of all, it's probably entirely up to God. And second of all, maybe a gradient. It might not be something where one day you are this innocent person and then the next day you, you've soiled your, your soul. Um, I think it might be more of a, more of a, a journey towards that. I think maybe there's a, a blurring of the lines. Um, that, that, by the way, that part's more what I think, but, uh, but from a, from an Orthodox perspective, um, you are born, uh, innocent, not perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't believe that God is throwing babies into hell with a pitchfork. Right. I, I'm with you. It's 2019. It, it, He's got to have better equipment than that. Just, it's automated at this point because, because <laughs> it has minimum be. weight. Well, they just drone them right over the pit right yeah, there. Just drop them. Yeah. It's Amazon. It's like this is just delivering this, babies. This is what we'll get in trouble for, not for swearing or any of that yeah, stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. But no, I don't believe that. So anyway. Yeah, I don't either. You guys got an opinion in the peanut gallery over there? I mean, you're asking for yeah, and completely the, non-innocent men about innocence. Thanks, yeah, Candace. And then yeah. you, on the back end of that question, there was the windows that stop, and I would say death. <laughs> when when does what stop? The read the back end of that question. Oh no, as you said, if yeah, innocence, innocence if it's oh. innocent, when yeah. does the innocence stop? Yeah. No, the innocence. Right. When does? Oh, I, I misunderstood the question. No shocker. That's. <laughs> I think bottom line is all people suck. Can we agree oh on that? Goodness. Yes. It's just when do they start sucking? You know. Yeah. Um, Usually toddlerhood. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Three a.m. when the baby's crying. Right. That, yeah. That's the first documented sin. I've got a, so when does I've got stop? a three-year-old who definitely <laughs> needs Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Guilt. Guilt stops. But but again, okay. So let's let's talk about that. If you want to again, if you want to go back to biblical things, Steve actually brought up a point that's worth worth mentioning. So. Are we innocent? No, we're not. But if the whole idea of propitiation, which is the the death of Christ, you accepting that as a sacrifice, you are now just by receiving that. And what it says is by faith, you've received it, you know, to those who believe they have been granted the right to be called the children of God or the sons of God, rather. So you now are just as innocent as Jesus was because you took his sacrifice and that and that expiation washed you of that sin. The propitiation, he became that sin for you. He didn't take your sins on. He became your sin so that you're no longer considered a sinner. You will never find in the New Testament a place, a single place where it calls you a sinner saved by grace. That is not a description of a Christian in the New Testament. I see people all the time say, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, that's not what the New Testament calls you if you're a believer. Now, again, I'm just telling you, and there are going to people to say, well, I don't believe in him, God, and I don't want to talk about all that stuff, whatever. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. Yeah. From a, from a historical and from a script perspective, I mean, that's just what it says. And so anyway, that's because then you're made innocent again is yeah. the point of that. I think there also there's a pretty strong distinction to be made between uh, the, the common – Modern uh, conceptualization whoa, whoa, of what the modern what conceptualization. Okay. <laughs> What's all these big words? <laughs> We're going to get esoteric in here. Um, the the modern notion. How's that of uh, of uh, the word faith, uh, which in in the time in which it was written would have much more closely meant faithful than faith. Yeah, um, belief is important, but but becoming. 
God, uh, or becoming, sorry, not becoming God, becoming like God is, is. Don't the, start breaking your works. The salvation journey crap of Christianity. No, 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 no. Not that we're saved by works. Yeah. Uh, but that we are transformed. That is by that works. sanctification process, that setting apart, that hagias, which is the Greek word for holy. Mm-hmm. Hagias is, is a setting apart for holiness. And so you are called holy. Are you holy? No, you're called holy. You're determined holy. And then that process becomes a, a sanctifying deal where if it's really true faith, you will continue on that journey and that process right. to become faithful. Yeah. Faithful. Because in Second Timothy, it says that even when we are faithless, he is faithful because he cannot deny himself. So when you're looking at that, even when we're not faithful, the faithfulness of him in deeming us people of faith takes care of that. Mm-hmm. It's not a license to go out there and act any way you want. But, right. you know, so, yeah, it's interesting. But we took you all to church. Yeah. <laughs> took you all to church. But it's very simple. You know, the Bible says, to as many as called on his name, we're saved. It's just the simplest called on his name. You're rescued. And, that, and that's the deal. You know, what What are the prerequisites for becoming innocent in the eyes of God according to the New Testament? Take it or leave it, but according to the New Testament, believe. Believe. And that's, that's, that's and, and, but what do you believe? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, we proclaim to you this gospel. What is the gospel? What is that good news? What is that victory announcement? He says, it is the, the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Christ our Lord. Death, burial, resurrection. That is what you have to believe in. If you believe in that he died for your sins, he was buried to put your sins away, and he rose from the dead to conquer your sins, that is the good news. And you got to believe that. You're turning into Phil Robertson here. Just like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Exactly that, like, just like Jeffrey you Dahmer. You read my mind. Let's hear, yeah, let's right. hear this so one. So he believed, he believed all that, so, right? He claimed to believe all of that. But again, uh, real faith is proven by the fruit. Jesus said, by their fruit, you shall know them. So I don't have to worry about Jeffrey Dahmer's He won't heaven. be there looking for your liver in, on the streets of gold. Nothing okay. like that. Just but but Jesus, said, Jesus said, by, by their fruits, you'll know them. In other words, what they bear is going to give evidence of what kind of root is there. So you're not going to see some, some you know, kudzu vine putting out watermelons. Why are you looking at me like that, Bougie Sean? I say watermelons. <laughs> you hungry. So <laughs> you see what I'm saying? An apple tree is going to put out apples. It's, 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 the fruit tells you what kind of tree it is. Is your next question, Candace, going to deal with sports? <laughs> Something like that we can do? We might have to switch over to that. Anyway. Party time, Mom. Yeah. To as many of those who believe to them, he gave the right to become the children of God. There you go. Okay. Candace, what else we got? You want another one? Okay. Um, that, was a long, that was a long talk about innocence. That was a, that was a sermon, man. Well, I mean, you know. I love it. Then. Love it. Get fiery. So what about this one? What's the difference between justice and revenge? Yeah, well, okay, what's the difference between justice and revenge? That's a very broad question. Pretty um, broad. Let's see if we can narrow that thing down because there is a difference. Yeah. I, I mean, I you could go I, in, I mean, you can go difference. anecdotal on it. You can give some specific instances. I mean, you can say I think probably everybody's mind immediately goes to, well, if uh if person X kills person Y, does person Z who's person Y's brother have a right to to go kill him or does that fall uh, is that on the 
the depends on if person was an asshole. There you go. go There's your the answer. You can go back to the Bible on I this one. He can give a simple answer, and that's all we need. We're going to. I think we're going to have to go. You're going to have to go biblical on this. Yes, I have to go biblical. Revenge is. I can go practical. Well, okay. So justice is one thing. Vengeance is another. So you're going to talk about biblical. You know, the Bible says vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So, so in other words, vengeance is not something you should be seeking. Uh, talking about your enemies, it said you should pray, pray blessings on them and not cursings because it will be like heaping coals of ash, you know, coals on their head. You know, it's a punishment. God says, I'll deal with them. So pray to bless them, not to curse them. Um, but let's talk about on a physical thing. Let's go back to your analogy right there. Let's say somebody uh, murders a little girl, mm-hmm. and somehow there's a technicality, and by means of justice, he gets off. He's walking back through the courthouse, and dad walks up and blows his brains out, shoots him right there in the middle of the thing. That's happened. Mm-hmm. Guy gets off, boom. Okay, so so was that justice or was that revenge? Um, that was probably uh, much more re- vengeance in terms of I'm going to get my pound of flesh for that. Sure. Justice is when things are weighed, weighed out and it's accurately deemed in terms of a decision. That's that's what justice is. Uh, that's why you could take the, something like the death penalty is the death penalty that is instituted by our government. You know, we talk about the federal government bringing back the death penalty on a federal level. Is that justice or is that vengeance? Well, it's, it's justice because it's a life for life in that regard, but it's not – our federal government is not seeking revenge on criminals, right? Yeah. I think it, it boils down to, to qui bono, who benefits. So um, in the case of – the, the father who tracks the murderer down and, and shoots him in the head after he's been acquitted wrongfully. Um, vengeance is certainly served. Is justice served? I think that... I think it is be- in his mind. <laughs> yeah. I think because justice breaks down, uh, even that term breaks down. I mean, you can say that justice is served in the sense that that, um, that person will no longer be a danger to society, which is what the court presumably should have ruled in the first place. However... On a, in a broader sense, justice, as in the system of justice that we have created, is perhaps not served in in the sense of, of uh, vigilante justice because, yes, this person will no longer be a danger to society, but vigilante justice is a danger to society. So I think you have to – I think – I don't know. I think it's a very multilayered I think Batman thing. sums it all up. Batman's Batman, a very good example he, he, of that of – that, uh, of that being a problem that needs to be solved. Yeah. Because Batman's conflicted. Yeah, his, conflicted his story's because conflicted. is this revenge? His right. parents are murdered. Is this revenge? Now, okay, so, but he's out there exacting vigilante justice. Some love it. Some hate it. Is it just? We don't know. Is it revenge? You know, that's the con- that's the conflict that's there. I, I also think it's important, important to note that we can like the idea of revenge uh, as individuals. Like if we hear that story. The, the the guy with the, the who murdered the little girl and he gets what's coming to him. Almost all of us are gonna are gonna be like hell yeah, just that's, served. That's what should have happened. <laughs> we can like that on some level and still be against it on another. Yeah, I think that I think those two things are possible. We can we do that all the time. You know, you like pizza but you eat a salad. Some people do. I, I've heard that. 
Was that you, Boozy Sean? Yeah, he's hungry. Don't talk about food. Or oh, I'm sorry, right sorry. Yeah. National Wing Day. You know, but you you can you can like something and at the same time recognize that it's not that it's not what needs to happen or should happen. But in retrospect, you're like, well, it did happen, so I'm I'm all right with that. Yeah. All right. What else you got, Candice? By the way, if if you live with an idea of vengeance, I'll just say it's detrimental to you. It's like it's like bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment those are it's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die yeah it's, that's exactly what that and is does that's the enough. definition of justice and revenge does that change if it comes if the punishment that is doled out comes after the justice system has run its course in other words if it happens before our judicial system has a chance to deal with it does that change the definition of the act of vengeance or justice this guy well, sounds like he's looking for a loophole. <laughs> well, let's look at O.J. Simpson. Okay. Did O.J. Simpson do it? Yes. Sure he did. Yeah. Of course he did. Yeah. Was justice served in the O.J. Simpson case? By the letter of the law. Yeah. He was judged by a jury of his peers, at least how we handle our judicial system in the United States. Right. Um but do you still want him to get hit by a car? And <laughs> I mean, what did I get at? Was while, I happy when he did armed robbery on, and they sent him to Vegas? Well, well, in, or in Vegas and they sent him to jail? Yeah, I kind of enjoyed in that. In Paris, Texas, 1897, um, a guy uh, murders a cop's uh, little girl, three-year-old, uh, by all accounts, raped and murdered her. And the town set up their own little justice. They built a scaffold. They put him up there. Um, the dad and the uh, teenage son came up, um, had their way with him, gouged his eyes out, uh, tortured him to death, set fire to the whole uh, platform, and that was their form of justice. So I'm wondering if he had gone through the system, right? And we look at that and we think, oh my gosh, you know, let the courts deal with it. But if does it change the definition of of that based on the timeline? Is that justice? And I mean, they could have put a bullet through his head. They could have hung him. They could have did any of that. But I mean, that, then mm-hmm. it gets into cruel and unusual exactly. stuff. Is that ju- that's more vengeance? That's that's more I'm revenge. Okay with, I'm okay with that a little bit. <laughs> that well, that that actually <laughs> leads us back to the to the central, I think, grain of the of the question, which is what are the definitions of justice versus revenge? Because I don't think it's so clear. Okay, so let's break down the word justice. Okay. Just ice. Is it just? Is ICE just in deporting all these illegals? <laughs> and segue. <laughs> is it just? I think if you ask that, what Keith just, what he just described, it was that just? No. No. No, I don't think so. But I mean, it qualifies vengeance. Then again, yeah. then okay. again, I didn't have my three, three-year-old girl raped and murdered. Now, in their minds, probably. Now, I've always said tie those dudes up and start breaking joints with, uh, you know, a baseball bat or a broomstick. That's effectively what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Tie them up by their wrists, hang them up like this, about two feet off the ground, and build a fire underneath them. That's precisely what they did (laughs) in 1897 Paris, Texas. Yeah, there you go. Paris, Texas. I I mean, I think... I think that uh, being objective is important because, of course, the, the, the person – that's why revenge – that's the real reason why revenge is so dangerous is because you're not objective when you're the person seeking it. No, you're not. And that's why, again, the symbol of justice, Lady Justice, is, is blindfolded. Blind. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's 
anyway, yeah, that's that's hard to do. Yeah, very hard. Because when and you I, take and the blindfold off, it becomes vengeance. Right, and I think that I think that that it's justice has to be defined by a uh, by an assembly of people, by a society. It has to be that has there has to be a set of rules that constitute what justice is, and it is only subjective in the sense that that it has to be put together by people who are collectively objective. No wonder people are putting your face on their ass. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that was the most the nicest compliment I've ever had or the worst insult I've ever had. Well, I'm going to take justice it. Justice or revenge, brother, you choose. <laughs> hey, what else you got, Candace? We got time for another one. So here's one more. Um, how do you define consciousness? Ooh, I love this one. Yeah? Yeah. Con science. Ness. Con science ness. <laughs> that's yeah. it. There that was that's why I love it. Yeah. Um how do you define consciousness? consciousness? Well, I, I think you define it by that ability to to reason within your mind. I mean, is it to 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 process something. I mean, and that's all the way down to let's say my dog. Willie, where's Willie? There's a shot of Willie right there. By the way, when I saw that earlier today, uh, when I walked in, you think I thought Willie was sitting there. I thought Willie died. I was <laughs> like, oh no, it's in memorial. <laughs> in memoriam to Willie. He's got a picture of Willie. But but even my dog has a sense of conscience. He's not out there deducting Con- conscience or consciousness. Con- he's well. Let's let's talk about both of those. So oh, okay. because con science, conscience or consciousness. So so your consciousness. You have a conscience. I mean, there's something going on. There's some synapses that are firing in your brain to make mm-hmm. you, to give you consciousness. Right. Right. So is he deducing things through a scientific method? No. But there are certain things he knows to do, knows not to do, and stuff like that. And he has, and that, that begins when you're a baby, when you're a puppy, when you're a, you know what I mean? So you have that consciousness that's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could take an unborn baby that's in a mother's womb, and there's evidence that whenever they have, you know, tried to have an abortion or gone into it. They, they've tried to get away from the vacuum. Oh, they've, they've tried to, they, they, it's evidence yeah, I know. That they can feel pain. There, there's all of these things. So even in the womb, there's consciousness that's there because there is this awareness. There is this brain operation that's happening. And I'm just talking about from the physiological standpoint yeah. of consciousness. Right. And, and, and is, it, it, does consciousness include more than just the physiological? I mean, you're absolutely right. From a uh, from a scientific perspective, all that we've been able to uncover about consciousness seems to indicate that you have this emergence of of this unseen force. You know the the I think therefore I am yeah. uh, the, of Descartes exactly cognito ergo sum. Um, you have that arising out of basically chemical ones and zeros. Like a computer, um, and I think that that's been I think that's been the prevalent idea of what consciousness is for a long time. However, I think that it's it's um, you know they're they're working to uh, to create AI, for example. And um, I mean, of, did you see that robot who was like, "We want to be citizens. We want to be counted yeah. as equals." And all this stuff. And I'm like, "No, no. you got to pull that plug right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Get rid of those spark plugs. Well, somebody yeah. program that in them. No." No, no, it, no, no, no. It now, said, if you it, have it said, AI, like it, it learns. What, yeah. uh, what that's was the whole the, point yeah. of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Repeat the question, please. Define. So, how do you define consciousness? You said at first it was a is an idea, a process. So technically, that's a computer. A computer can process things. It can process requests. 
And it can learn patterns That's as right. Well. That's when they came online, man. Yeah. So, okay. They launched the first round of attacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Skynet's coming. Like a really good Skynet. Movie. This was, what was <laughs> it, like August down. something? Yeah, I should write this down. <laughs> Did you see that meme that, that uh, shows, you know, the, the CAPTCHA uh, yeah, thing? Yeah. Uh, it shows a picture, uh, and it's it's one of those CAPTCHAs where it's like, uh, select all the tiles that include this, you know, one thing, and yeah. it's Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a picture of Sarah Connor, and it, and at the bottom of the caption is something like, "Google, what kind of what kind of AI are you trying to get me to help you create here?" <laughs> it's true, man. I mean, some of this stuff's kind of freaky, but that AI deal, obviously, you know, who knows how far technology is that we don't know about? Right. I'm sure, there's a lot of that stuff out there, but that's the whole. We're going to find AI. out when everybody goes to Area 51. Nah. We're going to find all the ice cream machines from McDonald's that actually work. Yeah, right. Some beta male testicles is what we're going to find. <laughs> that's where they've been storing that. What, Special K? Okay, I just... Special Keith. I missed the segue there. <laughs> from ice we talk, cream do, were we talking too fast? Beta male testicles. <laughs> beta testicles. I missed that part. Yeah, test testicles. Test testicles. You're going to be the test testicles. Yeah. So, so are you conscious in your dreams? Because doesn't the Bible, when you want to go to Scripture, say that you're responsible for I didn't want dreams. to. You forced me there. Did I didn't it, want to go to say that because I'm in that's that's trouble I mean, if I'm responsible for my dreams. Scripture man? What did you say about Scripture? That you're responsible for the actions in your dreams. No. Okay. Might want to Google that one later. No. Are you responsible for the actions in your dreams? I'm not responsible for anything. Yeah, well, there frankly. you go. Yeah. But I'm just saying, no, you're not responsible for the actions in your dreams. Thank and they're not held. It's not held. Yeah, right? You're not held accountable for what you do in your dreams. So that's my <laughs> that's her dreams. That's her problem. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But but the whole thing is, you know, obviously whatever you're dreaming, and I have some pretty vivid dreams, which would make really great movie plots. And I'm like, they make good podcast material. He possibly could. But dreams creep me out. By the way, dreams creep me out because it's like, where did that come from? Like you mean that's like- one. Like, well, I would never think of that consciously. Right. Where in the world did that storyline and that dream right. come from that was so vivid and so creative? And what, like, what untapped potential is there in yeah, that brain? I mean, you're so, yeah. so I have to say, yes, there is consciousness even when you sleep because your brain's still functioning. You're still working. Your imagination is still there, obviously. There are some deep recesses of that computer that are so far down in there. Uh, the, yeah, even as even in a dream, as as, uh, as you are technically unconscious, uh, even in a dream, you are still yourself. You still perceive yourself. I mean, you might perceive yourself as being different, but you still are inside there. You're that person. Yeah, uh, you're still seeing the movie from your own camera. Yeah. So Google it, Steve. Google the word consciousness. He can't spell it because they have like therapy for therapists who can help you kind of harness that creativity will harness the creativity in your dreams to where you manifest what you want to dream about and it starts out with like journaling lucid dreaming yeah Yeah. lucid dreaming to where you can control it and it becomes sort of a video game i tried to do that that when i was in high school for obvious reasons and uh it didn't work for me i don't know i didn't get far enough Look at look at hypnosis. Okay, whether people believe yeah. in hypnosis or not. I mean, you, you take hypnosis for example. I mean, there's there's some pretty interesting phenomena surrounding hypnosis. Are you conscious? 
Is there a consciousness even in the hypnosis? Apparently there must be because these people who come out of hypnosis and they don't want to they don't want to smoke anymore. Right. Or they don't want you know what I'm saying? So something registered in your brain, in your conscious brain for that to be. Now, is that psychosomatic? That's for somebody else to decide, but, you know, there are people who believe in it. So, I mean, it works for some people. I mean, it really actually works for some people. Um, again, I, I, I think that uh, there's probably – probably defining consciousness is a bit like defining justice. There's a, there's a gradient. There's a, there's a very – I don't think you can point and just say this is exactly what it is, or at least not That's yet. Basically what Google point. says, what you're saying, the definition is like eight I, feet long. I write for Google. I, yeah, uh, right. I'm – yeah. You guys give are. us a give us a give wait us wait a wait. When I talk to my phone, you hear me, and and and, and when you're not talking on your phone, so yeah. is a state of quality <laughs> awareness of being aware of external objects or something within oneself. It has been defined variously in terms of sentience awareness. There's a bunch of other What's words. What's that word? Sentience. 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 So all, qualia. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's what uh, subjective. Okay, we got all it. that stuff you're writing for Google. Much we're only said. reading yeah, part of. That's what I'm saying. It's, Everything y'all yeah, said. It's Skynet. Yeah. Basically, it's Skynet. It's Skynet. Yeah. Which I am looking forward to the new Terminator movie. Not all of them I could say that about, but the new one that's coming out. Here's a. Uh, I didn't know there wasn't. Yes, I did because isn't the woman who played Sarah Connor the original one? She's Linda coming back Hamilton, in it, yeah. right? Yeah. Here's a, here's an interesting question for you. So the idea. She's married to James Cameron. In real life? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, James Cameron, who made the first. Yeah, that's his wife. I didn't. Was Linda she his Hamilton wife is, when they made yeah. the first one? Uh, uh, no, he had another wife. Oh, and somehow she became. Uh, you know, intriguing. Yeah, he Titanic'd her. Uh, <laughs> John Connor's father now. Yeah, he's John Connor's <laughs> stepdad. Well, there you go. Uh, here's a, here's a question. So, the, so the the concept behind Skynet and and indeed the the concern about AI in general is this idea that that. They will they will recursively develop so quickly that we won't even be able to keep up. We'll be they'll be so far out of our league immediately or, or very quickly that we won't be able to do anything to stop them. Um, but what if instead of that they just evolve into into brainless morons because they discover like social media of their own or something like that? <laughs> Start watching the they get their own like <laughs> the devolution of AI into oh, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. oh. actually an interesting way of thinking. Somebody about write it. a code for that now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go yeah, ahead. Right. And, exactly. And then, look, if AI is going to be involved in the same culture we're involved in right now, they're going to become idiots too, just like us. Agreed. We should so have we should is. have that virus to insert into it if it ever yeah, gets out of yeah, control. Yeah, it's like like a like a in case of emergency break glass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll call it the Zuckerberg. I like. There it. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, all right, we good. Everybody good. Uh, there you go, folks. No, no, no. We, I think we, we've established that we're not good. We're we are we, we no, are not, not innocent. We're remember? born in original that sin. That was Total your depravity. idea. Headed to hell, baby. <laughs> Headed to hell. Get your life right with Jesus. Justice will be served. <laughs> or vengeance, whichever. <laughs> along, along with my ties. And with my ties. Oh, my goodness. Go to watchchad.com. Catch me out on tour, live shows everywhere all across the country. we got some big announcements coming up very, 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 very soon about live shows. We're going to be doing a brand new thing, folks, a brand new thing, and it's exciting. Go to blazetv.com slash humor. Use promo, ca- promo code CHAD. Get your first month free. And uh, come on. Hang out with us. Watch the show. Humor me. It comes out every Thursday around about noonish Texas time. I love y'all. Jennings, I love you. Party Foul, I love, I love you. you. Special K. What? Smart ass. What? Do you love me or not? I do. Yay. <laughs> hey! 
Candice, I love you the mostest. Mark's second on the list. I'll take it. I know. I know. It's because you're so quiet. And I love you guys. Thank you for watching. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.